<laughs> it's Monday. Boy, and then it's November 9th. <laughs> and the word of the day is fuck your face. Yep. Which is kind of like a multifunctional aloha or smurf. <laughs> it fits into a wide range of positive and negative contexts. Using a sentence. Bring it in, Republicans. Go ahead and take a knee like Colin Kaepernick. Fuck your face. Fuck your face. <laughs> Used in a different sense. Look at all the sad Republicans. I just want to fuck your face. Adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If you didn't want your face fucked, why weren't you wearing a mask? <laughs> yeah. Some of you even cut a hole. This is on you. This is on you. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we'll do the ugly gloating your other podcasts wish they could do. <laughs> yeah, we will. Eli's state becomes as awesome as Montana. <laughs> and I'll look for the right doctor after my election lasted way more than four hours. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, it's kind of a... Kind of a slow news week, so <laughs> let's just, uh, I don't know, vamp a little bit, take a moment to maybe fuck some faces. Any fuck your faces you want to hand out? Oh, well, above nothing? You know what? I'm in Georgia, and I am pleasantly surprised by how few faces need fucked down here, but um, <laughs> really? I, I would like to offer a big, juicy fife to all the defeatist jackasses who started lamenting Biden's loss on Tuesday night when 4% of the Wisconsin vote was in. Just oh, do the count. It's math. Okay, God, guys, <laughs> easy for you to say, but I was disappointed when the entire map didn't turn blue at 8.01 on Tuesday. Is that a crime? <laughs> Is that a crime? That's not an unreasonable assumption yeah, about any yeah, other country. It's what honestly, Nate Silver yeah. said would happen. <laughs> <laughs> he had no, didn't do great. Didn't do great. In our lead story tonight, Kamala Harris is going to be the next vice president of the United States. And Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States anymore. Yeah. Oh, fucking face. <laughs> and Joe Biden is going to be the next president, whatever. Ooh, ooh. It, it might sound like a weird order. I just put it in. <laughs> but it does capture my emotional response just right. I, I think it also captures order of importance just right, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, first woman in the office, Kamala Harris, but not the last, as she beautifully pointed out. First woman of color, first of South Asian descent. First child of immigrants is just such great stuff. But regardless of the order that I put all that stuff in, I'm just so proud of the United States of America. Just barely over half the voters in this country cared <laughs> enough to remove a Nazi from yeah. power. Yeah. So congratulations to us for that amazing political acumen we just displayed. You're welcome, world. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> America is the guy who gets to the front of the line but doesn't know what he wants yet of countries. <laughs> Even yeah. though in this case there were two choices, coffee and liquid diarrhea. Yeah, right. Hold well, on, I'm picking. <laughs> well, okay, but to be fair though, like the other guy cheated. Right, like I mean, like we caught him cheating so many times, and like I, you know, odds are that there's at least a few times we didn't catch. I'm not saying we should be proud, but I'm I'm saying like we're better than the numbers are making us look, at least <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, at least a little bit. So this is good overall. I think that's that's important. This this stops a whole bunch of bleeding, but. We stopped bleeding isn't really the greatest rallying cry. <laughs> so the big question is, what's next? 
Obviously, control of the Senate is still up for grabs, and we're going to get to that. But then what? Assuming the Biden administration and the Democratic Party are able to get anything through Congress at some point, what should it be? Now, I'd say the obvious ones are universal health care, civil rights for every American, not lighting the entire planet on fire, removing Trump's tax cuts for rich people, and then, of course, taxing the fuck out of rich people even more. But let's dig a little deeper. I'll start with the voting system. We saw the biggest voter turnout in American history, and it coincided with a giant push for mail-in voting and early voting. Uh, Another great way to get lots of voting, mandatory voting. So just a thought, that's another thing we can do. But even just the mail-in ballots and early voting, that alone was huge. In Texas, that total was more than the entire vote total for 2016. And if Texas goes blue, the GOP is extinct. Yeah. Well, or, or at the very least, the Electoral College is, right? Which is almost as good. Or <laughs> yeah. another way of saying the same thing, actually. Wait, right. Wait, yeah. <laughs> also, along with making voting fully accessible to everyone, every single state legislator who voted for rules about not counting mail-in ballots right away needs a fuck you're facing really hard. And jail, if it was up to me. At a minimum, they need a landslide loss in the next election. Um, by the way... Those things happen every year. All those the election years. things. Every year. Mm-hmm. Start every making year. your plan for 2021 and 2022. Do it. Um, okay, so what else? You guys have any other legislative priorities if we're able to do something? I heard there was a pandemic on. You know, maybe we could oh, be a right. yeah, sort of stimulus about that. or something like that. Oh, oh, we could ungerrymander the country so that the country wasn't divided up by race. How about we uh, we take all those things that presidents used to do just because it was tradition and change it so they do them because it's the fucking law now? Yeah, as a law. Yeah, we need that. Oh, oh, we could switch over to the popular vote so we don't have to spend a week wondering if the guy who got four million more votes won the election. There you go. Yeah, smart. We could just have everybody's vote count the same. That's it's a weird one, but we could do that, I guess, if we wanted to, right? No. Actually, no. <laughs> no, we can't. So the obvious winners are Biden and Harris. The obvious losers are Trump and Pence. Such losers. Tr- yeah. Such oh, lo- officially lost. losers. Losers. You lost. That's right. Trump continued his streak of never winning the most votes in a presidential election ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And personally, I prefer candidates who don't lose elections. <laughs> right. Right. I'm pretty sure he's the first person to get the fewest votes in Multiple presidential elections since Adelaide Stevenson, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And he still hasn't given a concession speech, (laughs) which is so much more embarrassing the longer he waits. The winning team is just lined up in the middle of the field waiting for that handshake, (laughs) and the loser's sitting in the dugout pouting and crying. It's fucking delicious. (laughs) Maybe we'll get a concession by the time you're hearing this. I doubt it, but it's very possible... We won't get one at all. Whatever we get, it won't actually concede anything. There's no chance whatever speech he makes concedes a loss. But who are the other biggest losers, in your opinion? Um, I'll start with Betsy DeVos and William Barr. They're fucking fired, and I'm so happy. (laughs) Any other biggest losers you want to mention who 
You didn't already fuck your face? Oh, I mean, assuming we take the Senate, which is a big fucking assumption. It's a big fucking assumption. Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, who bet literally everything they could on taking this election, and now there's at least a chance they're just going to sit there with their dick squeezed between their thighs while Chuck Schumer adds eight <laughs> very liberal babies to the Supreme Court. <laughs> oh, that'll be lovely. Uh, other big losers. Uh, Putin, obvious, obvious, had our country for four years and really didn't do anything with it. Um, <laughs> I'd say he's I, parking the website now, man. Come on, yeah, right. Uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, also big loser, and uh, sure. whoever Donnie's cellmate turns out to be. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's not gonna be fun. No, <laughs> a lot of peace stuff. So a big important <laughs> message. Maybe he'll be into the peace stuff. I don't know. You never know. So big important message that I'm hearing is that we should focus on the good news rather than the, the schadenfreude. And I think we can all agree, fuck that. Yeah, absolutely oh, not. Yeah. I'm a spiteful child, and we just want a fucking game, and we're going to revel in talking about the loser who lost because he's a loser. Such a Wait, loser. Uh, what's the point of winning without so gloating? Much, That's like the whole thing. So much losing. So we're going to do that, and nothing is more delightful, but also... Criminal and terrifying at the time, but now that the election's over, nothing's more delightful than looking back at Donald Trump's Twitter account from the last week. <laughs> he should go to jail for, well, a variety of reasons, including this attempt at undermining American democracy. Again, more, a lot this week, too. But now that he's ousted, it's just an adorable time lapse of escalating panic. <laughs> yes, so, yes. I, I want to go through a few highlights. I'll start with election day when he retweeted a video of Amish people holding a horse and buggy MAGA rally down the bustling streets of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's a buggy rally of, I believe, two buggies and two horses. <laughs> I think it's like Just five. But yeah. A perfect encapsulation of his sad backwards existence. I love that. Yeah, but it's nice to finally know when America was great, according yeah, to him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Remember when we were good at joinery? <laughs> yeah, I guess still good at joinery. So then at 12.49 a.m. after election night, when about half the relevant votes were counted or less, he tweeted, we are up big, but they are trying to steal the election. Votes cannot be cast after the polls are closed. Yeah, keep in mind that he was down at the time in both electoral and popular votes <laughs> in that, at that exact moment. And he doesn't know the difference between voting and counting. Nope. It's pretty amazing. It's fun. And I don't think he knows the difference between anything and counting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, that was the first of so many tweets that you can't see now without signing a waiver and clicking through yeah. a banned <laughs> content warning. <laughs> this next one was actually an exception, though. Twitter was fine with it when he wrote... How come every time they count mail-in ballot dumps, they're so devastating in their percentage and power of destruction to me? <laughs> uh, because a mail-in ballot is way too complicated for anyone who's dumb enough to vote for you, Donald. Next question. Yeah, Next question. <laughs> Answered. Then he spent most of November 4th, the next day, declaring that he won Pennsylvania, <laughs> Wisconsin, and Michigan Damn. via... Tweet fiat, yes. like fucking Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy, <laughs> well, but on Twitter. Okay, but but no, but he hereby declared it, Heath. I don't. You left out. That makes it official. He used. Did he the say word. hereby? Oh yeah, he hereby. I, I missed right hereby. He totally that's said hereby. that's official. I'm gonna 
I'm going to make a call to Pennsylvania and make sure they know about that. He also claimed that they were all finding millions of votes that were secret. <gasps> but those tweets were all secret, thanks to Twitter. So it kind of canceled out. Then he started on November 5th by tweeting, stop the count. And um, again, at that point, he was losing. Yep. So Twitter happily let it go. But then his next few got hidden again. That includes when he wrote, stop the fraud. And also when he elaborated on that, stop the fraud. Then he tried to get around the blocking policy by tweeting videos of himself telling those exact same lies to the press. Twitter was not duped by this very clever ruse of presenting the same thing slightly differently. I love that Trump thought he was working against an algorithm at this point. He's like, okay, okay, I'm going to write I'm the president, no backsies, on a piece of paper with pictures of cars on it. They can't see those. (laughs) And then you you tweet it. You tweet that. I know that you're trying to express, Eli, how dumb his thought process is, but that is so much more thought than he had put into it. Yep, that is fair. (laughs) You're doing a rebus now? That's nothing. Okay. And the last several days were more hidden tweets about how the vote counting that gets witnessed by official panels of both Democrats and Republicans, by the way. And in some cases broadcast live on television. (laughs) Yes, it is. And he was complaining that the vote counting didn't get moved to a giant football stadium where thousands of unbiased Americans with AR-15s could personally (laughs) sign off on each of the millions of physical mail-in ballots. Side note, we actually could have granted that absurd demand if GOP state legislatures like in Pennsylvania didn't demand that nobody touch the magic envelopes until 7 a.m. on election day, lest they turn into pumpkin ballots or whatever the fuck the reasoning was. We're obviously not going to do that, but we could have. And the latest tweets are even sadder, if that's possible. And now the shift button is permanently stuck down by congealed tears and sweaty tang runoff so everything is all caps (laughs) just scream crying at this point into twitter i won the election i got 71 million legal votes i won this election by a lot it's just beautiful he's so desperate and scared and alone right now i'm so happy see and the fact that he got 71 million votes makes me feel desperate, alone, and scared. So there you have it, folks. We got the glass half full and the glass half empty. Don't add the context right now, please. All right. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) And just one last thing before we move on. And and this is really the most important takeaway. We can finally make fun of Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. A bunch of my fellow progressives apparently have no goddamn chill And they didn't get this very basic strategy that was going on. We just needed to shut the fuck up until we won. Now we've done it. Now we can roast them all we want. We just elected a 400-year-old devout Catholic serial hugger white guy who quoted the Bible about 37 times during his victory speech. And he looks like a caricature of Jim Carrey doing a caricature of Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) And every time he does something wrong from now on, we can yell about it. Have a ball. We're going to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I was shocked he made it all the way through that bit without going turn, turn, turn at any point. But he did. He did. Yeah, that was stolen from the birds, I'm pretty sure. Either way, that microphone, we disguised as a black voter, remains untouched at the White House. So let's cut over the tape and see how they're handling the news. Mr. President? Mr. President? No. No. You can't make me come out, Tyler. 
Tyler, Tyler, is that you? Yes, Mr. Trump. What's going on? I knew they'd send you eventually, big guy. Well, not even for you, Tyler. You hear me? You hear me, you bastards? Not even for Tyler. Sir, your wife is here. She she wants to talk to you. Donald, baby, you have to come out, honey, to lose. No, no, not coming out. Not coming out. Okay, okay then. I just slide these divorce papers under the door and just sign them, okay? Uh, Miss, Mrs. Trump, I don't think that's helping. I mean, it's going to help me a lot. Uh, no, I Never! Tyler, tell him I want to stop the count. Sir, the... If they stop the count, you'd still lose. Re- redo the count. Okay, but if they redo the count, again, you still lose. Count backwards. That wouldn't... They don't do that, sir. Well, they should. Look, Mr. Trump, you still get to be president for almost two months, okay? You could, you could write executive orders and have rallies and, and make speeches. And tweet? I, I, I mean... Nobody's going to be able to see them, but yeah, you can still tweet. Yeah. Or I can tell Sarah there's peanut butter pretzels in your office and things could get ugly, sir. You know what? Two months isn't bad. Let's get to work, Ty. I thought so. Did somebody say peanut butter pretzels? No. No. Yes, you did. Yes, you fucking did. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Guys, mm. guys, what mm. are you? What is Eli doing? Oh, oh. hey, Noah. It's because uh, of our love of learning. It's a, you're attempting a keg stand because of your love of learning. <sighs> yeah, uh, thanks to the Great Courses Plus. What's the Great Courses Plus? Uh, the Great Courses Plus gives you access to professors and experts from top universities and institutions around the world. So no matter the subject, you're receiving high quality, reliable information from every course. I see. So it's like being back at college. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can even download the Great Courses Plus app to learn on your own time on any device. Yeah, there are hundreds of different subjects to choose from. Right now, I've really been enjoying the parenting section. I've been watching The Children's Guide to Folklore and Wonder Tales with my son. And then I've been watching Raising Kids Who Thrive on my own. And get this. The Great Courses Plus is offering our listeners a free trial of unlimited access to the entire library. That's access to any and all courses completely free. Don't wait any longer. Just go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. Remember, thegreatcoursesplus.com slash skeptocrat. I mean, that sounds great, but you guys know that keg stands don't have to be a part of learning, right? <laughs> Tell me about it. I tried to convince Heath to have unmedicated mental illness like I did in college, but he won the rock, paper, scissors. That's probably for the best. Good old rock. Nothing beats that. <laughs> And we're back. Next up in headlines, in Bud E. House's news. Crushed it. There was one candidate whose clear and concise victory came on election night. The bipartisan candidate with a Green New Deal we can all get behind, Miss Mary Juana. Crushed it again? Are you okay? <laughs> I just thought, I, thought you guys would... He's <coughs> giving the audience a minute this, to recover. Yeah, Skype delay. You guys probably didn't... Catch the marijuana. Guys, catch your breath from the pun. Eli, please, please proceed. Arizona, Montana, New Jersey, (laughs) and South Dakota all voted in laws that will allow cannabis for adult use, bringing the total number of states that have approved it for that purpose to 15. But the only state that matters on that list is my home state of New 
Jersey, where Heath and Noah have now run out of excuses not to move here and be full-time <laughs> in-person cheek pinchers to my adorable oh, son. Oh, that, it, well, man, yeah. way to put some bait on that fucking hook. <laughs> no, this is strong. I mean, that marijuana law, that was the last remaining flaw of suburban New Jersey. <laughs> now it's perfect, so you make a good point. So I'm tangential here, but I want to point out to New York right now that as of this moment, <clears throat> South Dakota is more progressive than you. Would you do something <laughs> about that, please? Please, New York. Yeah. So uh, according to CNN, most industry estimates expect Arizona and New Jersey legal weed to be billion dollar industries, you know, mm -hmm. with a B. Yeah, and, yeah. And keep in mind, those industries don't even know that Noah is coming to visit yet. Yeah, that's not even baked <laughs> into the math yet. Also, keep in mind that it's already a billion-dollar industry in both states. Yeah. Right? It's just an untaxed. I was part of it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's untaxed in the sense that, like, the DEA steals it sometimes. <laughs> but it's not like the people in New Jersey are going to, like, see weed for the first time now and spend a billion dollars <laughs> on it. Pretty sure my neighbors are going to see weed for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> An old Italian couple with all the Mets memorabilia on their front lawn. <laughs> going to get them fucking wasted. Either way. This is great news, not just for pot enthusiasts in those states, but also for social and racial justice. The more states yeah. that legalize, less communities are torn apart by selective policing of harmless behavior. And that is something truly to celebrate. Yes. And also uh, honorable mention to Oregon, which just legalized yeah. psychedelic mushrooms. Everything. Decriminalized heroin, cocaine and crack and approved government funding to develop that plastic inhaler shit from minority report <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of noah's weekend plans let's toss things over to our second sponsor this week policy genius water check cliff bars check enchanted goblet also check hey guys what you doing oh hey eli uh noah and i are headed to the fountain of youth the Fountain of Youth? Yeah, we, we were looking into life insurance, but the whole thing seems so daunting, we figured better to just not die. Not die, exactly. Okay, well, I mean, living forever seems pretty great, but why don't you just try PolicyGenius.com? Oh, what's PolicyGenius.com? They combine a cutting-edge insurance marketplace with help from licensed experts to save you time and money. Right now, you could save 50% or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance. When you're shopping for a policy that could last for more than a decade, those savings really start to add up. Here's how it works. First, head to PolicyGenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Policy Genius will compare policies starting at as little as a dollar a day. You might even be eligible to skip the in-person medical exam. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. And the best part is, they work for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they take care of everything. Wow, that sounds so much easier than hiking through South America to find a mythical fountain. It is. So if you need life insurance, head to PolicyGenius.com right now to get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Nice. Saved us a pretty long hike there, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you guys get an enchanted goblet? Oh, eBay. Yeah, that tracks. And we're back. Next up in headlines and out of the frying pandemic news. Fantastic. <laughs> Can't 
all be good news this week, guys. Sorry, this episode's already had more good news stories in it than the rest of 2020 combined, so this is about to happen soon. But on Wednesday, uh, for many of us, that part of Tuesday where you started to really stink. America, Still Tuesday. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. America set yet another record for COVID-19 cases in a 24-hour period, cracking six digits for the first time. And in the four days since then, we've broken that record again four more times. Okay, this is getting out of hand. We need to stop the count. Right? Stop the count right now. <laughs> yeah. By the way, these doctors won't even let me in the hospital to observe the testing. How do we so even... Uh, I don't even know what's happening. God, Jesus. Yeah, they're actually... They're putting cardboard on their little lab areas. It's bullshit. <laughs> so, um, of course, as anybody who's been paying attention knows, the latest surge is overwhelmingly focused in the upper Midwest, but, but that's led a lot of people to lose track of the fact that it's also surging everywhere else, too. Right? Like, almost everywhere has more cases right now than at any other point. It's just that we look good compared to North Dakota. I mean, that and, and the, the spike in deaths tends to lag behind the spikes in cases has led to a disturbing amount of complacency, which, if you ask me, is a way better American slogan than In God We Trust or E Pluribus Unum, a disturbing amount of complacency. I think that should be <laughs> on our money. America's just like, idiots told me not to jump off this cliff, and so far all that's happened is a little bit of wind. I'm fucking loving yeah, this. This is right, great. <laughs> right. Anyway, as if thousands upon thousands of people are going to die and far more are just going to be permanently scarred in some ways isn't enough of a wet blanket to throw on the victory party. I should also point out that this current outbreak is bound to accelerate as cold weather forces more people to spend more times indoors. And something tells me the asshats that can't be bothered to wear a mask to the fucking Piggly Wiggly aren't canceling Thanksgiving over this. So not sure how much America there's going to be left for Biden to take over, but I'm sure there'll be a little left around the edges for him. And in faux seasons news. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Every sitcom ever came to life on Saturday and enveloped the Trump campaign in a tragic farce for our personal enjoyment. It, it's like the this universe the set out to validate his existence. <laughs> <laughs> in the greatest display of incompetence since, well, whatever his campaign did earlier that day, <laughs> Donald Trump's legal team held a big press conference at the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. Technically. And just to be clear for all the out-of-town rubes. That's not the Four Seasons Hotel in downtown Philly. That's the beloved local institution called Four Seasons Total Landscaping in the industrial outskirts of the city. Yes. And, <laughs> really? And, and if anybody showed up and you couldn't find the conference, you probably just looked in the front parking lot. <laughs> right, which, yes. <laughs> which was not available no, for events it, that day. Well, fun. for probably Republican events that day. <laughs> it, it was in the back parking lot behind the building, mm -hmm. next to the adult bookstore and across the street from the cremation center. <laughs> Literally. Again, that would be a funny joke if Heath had made it up, but he actually <laughs> held his conference next to an adult bookstore. And cremation center. <laughs> oh, God, this is super funny as long as you force yourself not to reflect on the fact that the jackasses who set this up are also running our nation's pandemic relief effort and, <sighs> and that 71 million Americans just voted to keep that up, you know. Yeah. Okay, no, stop. Everybody keeps adding context to things. We need <laughs> to not have context right now. So here's what definitely happened in real life. Some idiot on the Trump team Googled Four Seasons Philadelphia navigated 
to page two of the search results. <laughs> I did this myself to see what would have needed to happen. Navigated to page two of the search results like a crazy person. Who goes to... Whatever. From there, scrolled to the bottom of page two. Clicked on a link without reading the words after four seasons. Landed on a page with a montage of landscaping trucks and snowplows. <laughs> Somehow found a phone number that I couldn't even find. Got on the phone with a person from a landscaping company. Asked him to host a press conference for the Donald Trump legal team and got a big yes from the comedy genius <laughs> who answers the phones at Four Seasons Landscaping outside of Philadelphia. This guy is a national treasure. Oh, in case you're wondering who deserves your first Presidential Medal of Freedom, Joe. Let's yes, find this, this is the guy. <laughs> so the campaign staffer sent the location details to everyone involved. And that includes the president of the United States who tweeted about the event coming up at the Four Seasons Philadelphia. Then someone realized about the sentient Voltron of sitcoms that was pranking him, but it was too late and they had to go through with it. And Trump had to send out a second tweet that said, correction, Four Seasons total landscaping. <laughs> Next, the adult bookstore across from the cremation scene. I'm the president of the United States. You can't park here. You got to park at the supermarket down the street and walk two blocks over. But yeah. <laughs> and, and if Millie asks, tell her you're, you're with the president. She'll, they know. We're <laughs> and here's how amazing Saturday, November 7th, 2020 was. That's like the greatest day ever. Apparently the year 2020 tried to make up for itself all in one day. And it actually came kind of close. Not only did this press conference actually happen, with all these lawyers having to stand next to window signs for erotic fiction and pretend they were serious <laughs> lawyers. We also got a tweet from the actual Four Seasons Hotel of Philadelphia explaining how they have nothing to do with the event. And I'm pretty sure a tweet from Antonio Vivaldi explaining how he had nothing to do with the event. But best of all, we got to watch Rudolph... Giuliani. Yes. Find out in yes. real time yes. during his stupid little fucking speech that Joe Biden had won the election. He's he's in the middle of talking about how this election is far from over. And somebody says, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? They called it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Giuliani immediately starts arguing back. He's like, the call for the election isn't. Who was it called by? <laughs> Every single network? I'm going to buy some erotic fiction and then cremate myself. Smoke bomb. <laughs> he tries to turn it into a sarcasm thing. He goes, Every single network? Every oh, single network. Oh. <laughs> okay. I hear you doing it sarcastic, but it's literally every single no, network. Every okay? single network. It is ESPN. Jesus fucking Christ. Joe Biden, fuck your face. So, yeah, best fucking day ever. And uh, then at the end of November 7th, 2020, we all got butt sex and a pony. And the greatest day of all time was set in stone forever. Oh, geez. it's kind of disturbing to know that you're actually just a bit player in a book about somebody else. But it's nice to know that it's a good author that conjured us, though, right? <laughs> like, this is a brilliant ending. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily for us, we here at The Skeptocrat have exclusive audio from that press conference. So let's hit the tape and hear what happened. Good afternoon. As many of you know by now. 
We are here to... Rob! Rob, turn off the fucking lawnmower. You're drowning out Mr. Julianne. I, got, I gotta do Folsom Avenue, Sheila. What the fuck you want me to do? So start the mower when you get there. Fuck! Okay, okay. So the president... No, I don't want to start no. the mower when I get there. It's a riding lawnmower. I'm going to ride the mower over there. Load it onto the fucking truck. I'm not going to load it on the fucking truck. It's two fucking blocks. So, as I was saying, we believe that voting is... You're very, embarrassing is it, me in front of the fucking president. He ain't going to be president much longer, is he? People like you is the reason why Joe Biden is going to come steal your shoes. Joe Biden ain't stealing anybody's fucking shoes. That shows what you know. Oh, who told you that? Fox News? You know what? Fuck you! Fuck you! And we're back. In the gritty truth news, President Trump's claim of vote tampering in Philadelphia turned out not to be entirely false this week when two heavily armed Trump supporters in QAnon hats (laughs) were arrested in Philadelphia (laughs) for trying to deliver a truck full of (laughs) fake ballots to the convention center where the votes were being tallied. (laughs) Yep, so now they just need to get out of jail and then scratch out the word Pennsylvania and write Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada (laughs) in Sharpie. Obviously. And then drive to Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada to complete the mission. They're almost there. They're so close. Oh, it was the Four Seasons press conference of voter fraud. It was amazing. Yeah, so the two arrestees in question are Antonio Lamada, 61, and Joshua Macias, 42, both of Chesapeake, Virginia. Lamada works in security services and told his employer he needed time off for a, quote, assignment in Philadelphia. Uh, His his employer has not said whether that assignment was from the president's tweet or an anonymous (laughs) message board. (laughs) Look, I don't think we can rule out my Frosted Flakes done told me to do it on this one, okay? (laughs) All three. Good point. So, according to CNN, quote, Details about the alleged fake ballots, including where they came from, whether they were found in the Hummer, or what was marked on them, weren't immediately available, end quote. Of course they drove a Hummer, because it was a mission. (laughs) Yep. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take a guess here. Uh, these two assholes photocopied the example ballot they found when they Googled Philadelphia black person ballot. And we're hoping that they could just dump them in what I'm sure they imagined was some kind of ballot shoot in the convention center. They really thought that. Yup. In hopes of invalidating the presidential election. <laughs> Just wearing fake mustaches for no reason. <laughs> Tend to be Brooklyn guys in a hurry. Uh, where do we put these 40,000 real black people ballots so we can get home and have sex with a woman? You got to shoot, right? You got to shoot for these. I don't have time for this. You just go to shoot. And speaking of voter fraud, if anyone has legitimate information about that kind of thing, about voter fraud, and definitely not if you have no information and just want to waste time, you should call the Trump Voter Fraud Hotline. Oh, yeah. The number is 888-630-1776. One oh, more time. Oh, really 1776? 1776, that's correct. <laughs> One more time. That number that you definitely should not call as a prank to bother Trump's campaign staff who man those phones. That number is 888-630-1776. Can we call it and record it, please? 
I mean, we, so look, we, I, if you have questions about turkey safety, this might be. <laughs> sorry, that's, that's a call way the fuck back if you don't know that one. Don't call Westboro Baptist Church about voter fraud, fraud either. They're yeah. getting a lot of calls to get in the way of their important right. stuff. And And look, it's worth pointing out that this is the voter fraud we have evidence of right now, right? Yep. Not special USPS ballot dumps or invisible dead Mexicans voting six times each in California. Trump supporters trying to prove their point that the election was rigged by faking that the election was rigged. And I know this won't shut up your Uncle Frank, but at least it might distract him while he tries to figure out how he can sign up. <laughs> <laughs> and finally tonight... In the road leads back to you news. The rest of y'all motherfuckers are done with political ads now. <laughs> y'all motherfuckers get to turn on the TV tomorrow or click on a YouTube video tomorrow or open your eyes and look in a direction tomorrow and think, ah, look at that not an advertisement about how somebody's opponent voted to defund Medicare 14 times I'm looking at. That's lovely. That's lovely. But not this motherfucker right here. Because this motherfucker right here moved to a swing state, apparently. So I get to endure two more goddamn months of that as not one but two Senate elections are set to now be decided by January runoffs in Georgia. That's right. And I have Jim Jordan representing my state in the House of Representatives. And it's decided in your face, Noah. Yeah, all right. Okay. (laughs) And I... (laughs) I'm going to smoke all the legal weed I can to get me through these trying yeah, times. Not, so, yeah, not legally yet. <laughs> all right. So to be fair, Georgians were already prepared for this if they were paying attention. Obviously, you don't normally get two Senate elections at the same time. But one of them was a special election to replace a dude who had to retire for health reasons. Uh, so his replacement was appointed by the governor, who wasn't Stacey Abrams because he cheated. Uh, so he, we wound up with Kelly Leffler, but she had to defend her seat in the next election, leaving us with the unusual position of having two Senate elections in the same cycle. Uh, the extra one is what's called a jungle primary, a uh, name most Georgians don't know had nothing to do with the fact that there was a black guy in it. Uh, basically, <laughs> if more than one candidate from each party enters, if nobody gets more than 50% of the vote, then the top two from that uh, go to a runoff, right? That was always going to happen. Uh, I went in there expecting to vote twice for Raphael Warnock. And the caravans of Hondurans that I'm driving into Georgia are expecting to vote for him several times. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) they're excited. I'd be worried about getting caught, but we put cardboard on the windows at the vote counting spots, so nobody's checking. Yeah, no, we have a Honduran shoot. There's a shoot you can use. (laughs) Man, you know we live in a weird timeline when No Illusions is sitting there going, gosh, I hope I get to vote for that pastor again. Yeah, exactly. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrating my fucking presidential candidate and all of his Bible quotes. Yeah. Um, The other runoff, though, is the surprise one. Um, this is incumbent David Perdue, who you'll remember for running a fucking ad that digitally altered his Jewish opponent's nose size and then pretended not to know how to pronounce Kamala Harris at a Trump rally. Uh, he actually did get the most votes. That guy. But, Gross. Yeah, but under Georgia state law, if a candidate fails to reach 50% in the statewide race, there's a runoff. And Perdue came some 10,000 votes shy of that magic number. Oh, so close, buddy. Yeah, right? Right? And That's just some Hondurans. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but lovely little side note here. That law was forced under the books in the 60s by racist Georgia lawmakers who figured it'd be easier for black candidates to win in a multi-candidate race. 
Yeah, so, something about the heel bone. I forget what they said. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> suck it. Also, Noah, if you could not mention that Asif is the uh, J word, we're trying to get people in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, for right, him. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, just to make these two races all the more interesting, the fate of the goddamn universe hangs in the balance of here. <laughs> right? Like, at the time of this recording, it's looking a lot more like the Republicans are going to have 50 seats. And the Dems are going to have 48 before this happens. So winning both of these runoffs would tie it up with the Veep as the tiebreaker. So either Biden is allowed to craft meaningful coronavirus relief, shore up Obamacare and keep people from losing their insurance in the middle of a pandemic and scrape together some bare minimum of liberal reform while he's in office or Mitch McConnell retains control of the Senate. And the people who are going to decide the fate of America and thus the world at large are my fucking neighbors. Uh, great, we're going to pin our hopes to some Christian people in fucking Georgia. It's going to yeah, be great. No, it'll, be, it'll be awesome. I, we started with good news, though. Let's go back to the good. <gasps> Biden, President-elect, President-elect Biden, Joe Biden. Biden. Segway. On that note, we're going to close <laughs> it out. The only segue is out from context right now. <laughs> Thanks to No Illusions, thanks to Eli Bosnick, and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that, please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like help, I'm stuck in a podcast factory, Brent the Moose, Mousy Tongue, Angry McFace, Odin the Law Dog, Rebecca, Jeff, and Sam, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas will not lead by the example of their power, but by the power of their example. As dicks and vaginas, <laughs> Joe Biden. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, Available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide, or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Fuck your face. <laughs>